0: For being stingy with praise, everyone I talked to considered Joe a superstar. Barely 30 years old, Joe had already opened four successful restaurants in downtown Manhattan as a partner and beverage director. His track record was all the more remarkable because New York is to restaurant failure roughly what Saudi Arabia is to oil production. Restaurateurs kept telling me the same joke How do you make a small fortune in the restaurant business? Start with a large fortune. Every job I had tried to finagle my way into so far wanted the one thing I didn't have, experience. But the only way to get experience was through a job. To wrangle a meeting so I could float the idea of being hired, my latest strategy had been to go as far as my journalistic integrity would allow in hinting I'd like to write a glowing profile of all the exciting things going on at, insert restaurant name here, Then, I'd casually dropped my interest in becoming a sommelier. It had not been going well. I felt like a hapless fisherman wearily casting out my line one last time before returning to shore empty-handed yet again. But with Joe, something funny happened. A bite. Our cellar hand, actually, she just got injured and she won't be able to do the necessary Joe let his gaze stray to my biceps. Well, it's a little bit of a physical job, he explained. Can you lift boxes? Not really, no, but of course that's not what I told Joe. I wanted to hear more about this cellar hand business. It sounded anachronistic, a little like a chimney sweep or a town crier. I quickly learned that cellar hand was the polite title. Around the restaurant, it was called cellar rat, It didn't have quite the ring of my previous title, executive technology editor. Never mind that. I was desperate. Desperate to break into the industry, desperate to prove to all those who loved me that I was not on the fast track to rehab, and certainly desperate enough to ignore all the warning signs. I accepted on the spot. I would be working at La Piccio, the newest and largest restaurant in Joe's growing empire. The interview had been suspiciously quick, and I only had a dim idea of what the job entailed. It paid $10 an hour, but the real reward came from the access I'd get to Joe's expertise and his wine. During my months of unemployment, I had been collecting career advice from sommeliers and wine industry veterans. They laid out a picture of a traditional system of apprenticeship and patronage that seemed more like something out of Renaissance Florence than 21st century New York. A sommelier is not like a lawyer. There are no years of formal schooling you must go through and no government licenses you must secure. In theory, anyone can waltz into a restaurant and call herself a sommelier. In practice, this will get you nowhere. Especially in a world-class food city like New York, it would be like me pulling on a pair of baggy pants under a striped shirt and trying to walk into Yankees spring training. If your goal is to be a sommelier at one of the planet's top restaurants, the process of getting there makes law school look like a comparatively short, cheap walk in the park. In the unofficial apprenticeship system, a novice might begin stocking bottles as a cellar rat— graduate to back waiter or wine store clerk, and eventually advance to server, then to sommelier, and one day, maybe, to head sommelier or beverage director, the person who oversees all things liquid from espresso to Zinfandel. That might lead to a job as a general manager or off the floor to serve as a wine director for a restaurant group. An earlier generation of sommeliers established their reputation by word of mouth, parlaying their mentor's good name into plum jobs. But competition has intensified, and now up-and-coming wine pros are combining the old-fashioned approach with the imprimatur of diplomas, pins, and certificates from august-sounding organizations like the Wine and Spirit Education Trust or the Court of Master Sommeliers. It can take years to get a spot in the best restaurants, and even then, you need the perfect combination of hard skills, charisma, and that je ne sais quoi that can't be taught. The cellar rat job was not sexy, but it fit perfectly in my revised plan. Joe promised that it would give me an excellent view into the wine program, what sells, when, to whom, how, for how much, and that I'd familiarize myself with wine regions just by handling his bottles. Plus, the quid pro quo of the wine trade ensured